Blog Talk Radio. like the 110 Nation at the 110 Nation Sports. Um, check us out on Twitter, my personal fan page, uh, Mr. CJ Sports, the 110 Nation fan page, um, uh, or Twitter, um, at the 110 Nation. Oh, Lord. Um, crazy, crazy day. Crazy, crazy weekend. Um, trying something new tonight. Um, as, of course, we're on Blog Talk Radio Live right now. Uh, once this is over, you, you guys can find us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, um, Spreaker, Stitcher, um, Google Podcasts, YouTube, um, uh, Podcast Addicts, but are also broadcasting live tonight as well on the Wisdom um, app. It's a new platform. We got invited to join that. Um, so um, we're testing it out on the 110 Nation Sports Show. Um, once I am in the studio on a nightly basis, instead of uh, having to do all the other things I got to do, um, we're going to be trying to put the show on other um, pla- or the other shows on the platform as well. Um, speaking of other shows, make sure tomorrow night you tune in to Race Chat Live um, right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network, 8 o'clock. Um, Chris, Craig, and uh, Taz will get you guys caught up. Uh, Bristol dirt. Um, I, I I don't know. I still have my mixed mixed feelings on it. Um, I, even though I did get uh, the Saturday night driver rights, I had Ben Rhodes um, came back um, as uh, he uh, made an unfortunate mistake after the first uh, um, first segment and didn't pit, and so got himself behind after the second segment. But worked his way back through the field to win the race. Um, crazy finish for the Cup Series race, um, but I'm with the guys cover that tomorrow night. Also, bringing back North Wilkesboro, and I'll tell you what, NASCAR, I am a little offended by this. I spent 25 years in North Carolina. I would have gave anything, especially as many times as I've gone by the North, North Wilkesboro Speedway, um, had an opportunity to go and uh, – Watch a race at this historic track. Um, of course, they announced uh, next was the next year, later this year. Um, they're going to be bringing racing back to North Wilkesboro. Um, I, I jumped on the opportunity when they brought racing back to Rockingham. I did go to the two thir- 2013 race when uh, Casey Kane won the truck series. Uh, missed the 2014 race, and that was kind of it for Rockingham. Uh, hopefully, uh, North Wilkesboro has better luck on uh, staying afloat and maybe some, some of these high-end um, – um, series will uh, help make that happen. So looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Um, of course, uh, get you guys caught up on the, the, their thoughts of Bristol, some of the race car drivers' um, thoughts on Bristol, get you guys prepared for Talladega next weekend as Chris uh, will be making his way out to Talladega for his annual trip. 
Also, uh, and I'm looking forward to talking about racing. I'm looking forward to El Doro. Um, the wife bought tickets for El Doro. El Doro. This El Doro. Um, El Dora. I don't know why I'm having <laughs> trouble pronouncing that. Um, this will be my first trip out to that track. Looking forward to that. Um, I think we got tickets for June, if I'm not mistaken. So excited about that opportunity. Um, Thursday night, Southern Dirt Trot Reports will be here 8 o'clock um, on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Get you guys caught up on all the latest going on in Mississippi, Louisiana, and Florida, if I remember correctly. Um, great show, great time. Love the show. Uh, make sure you guys check that out. Also, um, Kaz will be making his debut for the uh, Mud Mules um i racing um series um he will be doing play by play um play by play or rate or move by move i guess not necessarily play by play in racing um live commentary of the uh race um that they will be hosting on friday night so looking forward to that and we're 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 getting ever so so much closer um, to the debut of the Jake Dillon Show. Um, he will be on 8, eight o'clock on Sunday nights. Um, he is coming in May. Looking forward to that. Um, I've got to hear him on the Southern Dirt Track Report and uh, listen to Chris talk about him. I think we're going to have a fun time on Sunday nights. Looking forward to being in the studio, hanging out, and listening in to uh, what um, Jake Dillon's got to say. And uh, I'm looking forward to um, I'm looking forward to that show as well. I want to make sure that I uh, thank our marketing partners. I got to thank um, Phoenix Fitness. You guys can find them at uh, phoenixfit.com. That's fnxfit.com. Make sure you use code fnxizzk. That's F-N-X-I-Z-Z-K to get your 15% off um, as they help us, the 110 Nation, grow. Um, I will say that I got an opportunity to get back at the gym. I didn't get in there all last week um, due to uh, work and everything. Got back in today. Um, was glad to be able to take my uh, – my my pre workouts, my nox uh oxide um pre workouts and then my BCAs afterwards um from Phoenix. Also the protein, the chocolate peanut butter. Um I sprinkle a little bit of uh creatine in there. I can tell you guys I am down in the three weeks that I've been back in the gym and back on my Phoenix fitness um supplements. Down fifteen pounds, four inches and uh tell you what, uh I, I could definitely see the things shifting into the right direction um, as the uh, numbers on the, uh, the the machines and the free weights are getting better and better every week. So uh, make sure you guys check them out. Also got to thank uh, Carolina Sports Plus. Make sure you guys uh, like them on Facebook. Um, send Mario a message. Um, let him know what you need sporting uh, sporting merchandise wise. He'll hook you up. He'll let you uh, let him, let him know that the 110 Nation sent you, and he'll give you guys a great deal. Uh, we're waiting for the release of his website, so we can just send you straight to the website and get all the your uh, sports merchandising need. And then also I got to thank uh, Bears Bullish Market Group. Uh, make sure you guys go over there check out their group for everybody that joins the 110 Nation, um, or I'm sorry, everybody joins their group. They're going to be donating to the 110 Nation. Um, and also um, each quarter as they profit, they're going to give us a portion of that to help us continue to grow. Um, for those that missed it, Friday was our 11-year anniversary. Yes, this all started back April 15, 2011. I'm glad to experience um, 11 years of doing this um, and, and many years with uh, most of these uh, people on this staff. Uh, Miss Lee, I, I want to say she's been around since like 2013. Um, Chris has probably been around since like 2015. Um, we'll skip forward to maybe a couple of years and Craig's probably been around since 2017 and I think Taz has been around since like 2019. Um, so um, I, I'm glad to have these uh, dedicated um, staff members and, and part of and part owners of the 110 Nation. Unfortunately, we've lost a few, and, and unfortunately, those that we've lost, not just they just left the 110 Nation. Uh, most of those that are not with us is due to medical reasons and not 
physically with us. Um, so, uh, you know, our hearts are heavy with those that are still part of the 110 Nation family and that we'll get to see one day again. Um, we did lock up the 110 Nation um, uh, website, uh, www.110nationsports.com, uh, for the next 10 years. So we're looking forward to that. Um, it is under construction uh, for one reason or another. Uh, it seems like every year we try to focus on the website and the radio. It never works out. We get stretched thin, and um, things don't get taken care of the way they get to you. The shows lack or the website lacks, everything else. So this year we decided we was going to put all of our focus on the radio side of the house, expand the network, bringing in another show in May, um, Taz bringing a new show come this week. Um, already in talks for a new show next year. So we're already working on continuous expand that. April 15, 2023, though, that's when we're one to re-release our website. We want to have the following, the listeners and everything already established and really spend this next year focusing on that. That way there is a, um, a need, a want, and a following for our website um, and, and more of a staff at that point in time, which brings me to my next point before we jump into talking sports. Um, if you're interested, join the 110 Nation. If you got a show or an idea of a show and don't have a platform, to put it on, I tell you right now, we got two or three days left um, that um, we have no shows on that we would love to have an opportunity to put you on our platform. Um, also, if uh, maybe you have a show and you want to get it syndicated on a network, um, a network that has the reach that we have, like I said, we're on our iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, Google, uh, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Podcast Addicts, Deezer, Podchaser, YouTube. YouTube, and now um, Wisdom, uh, the new Wisdom app. Um, there's there's plenty of uh, ways to get your show out there and help your followership and grow with a company like us. Uh, maybe you want to be a co-host. I, you know, I, I've been talking to a few people and throwing out the ideas. I would love for my show to go to a two-hour show. I'd love to have um, somebody in here with me in the studio to be able to help make that possible. Um, right now, my biggest fear is having dead air time. That's why I just keep it to a one-hour show so I can bring a bunch of talk in one hour versus having dead air space in a two-hour show. Um, or maybe you're not ready or you're not interested in committing to a full one- or two-hour show. But maybe you want to come on and do 15, 20-minute segments, talk just NHL, talk just NBA, talk just NFL, or maybe even the new USFL. Who knows? Um, all you got to do is hit me up, mrcjsports at gmail.com. I uh, would love to uh, – Love to talk to you and talk about getting you into the studio um, or getting you on the team as we continue to grow. Um, where do I want to go? Where do we want to go? Let's talk about we got the opportunity this weekend to uh, watch a watch spring football. Um, you know, this this time of year, you're kind of in between things. You 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 got. You got baseball just getting underway, as I will be going to my second Dayton Dragons uh, game this uh, this Friday night. Um, as we did a half season tickets, thirty three games um, season tickets, and then I, we did a, a three way split um, with my mom and my ex sister in law. Um, we're already talking this year that uh, my mom's and I, we're, we're going to probably just go ahead and do a full 66-game season and split that 50-50. So we get 33 games each. Um, we love being out at the Day, uh, Day Air Park. For those that don't know who the Dayton Dragons are, they are the AAA affiliate of the Cincinnati Reds. Um, so a lot of great players, a lot of great time out there, great ball field. Um, I really feel that I missed a big piece of history and a big thing, especially the 815-game streak of straight sellouts. Um, I'd, I'd love to see this team really put this organization to really put a team together for one good strong season or multiple seasons and see what it's like, see what the feeling is like to see week after week, game after game sellouts. Uh, we'll be playing the Michigan, uh, West Michigan Whitecaps um, come Friday night um, uh, at 7.05. I'm looking forward to being out there um, and catching uh, the Dayton Dragons. Um, but uh, it's a great time, great ball field. If you are in the Ohio area, more specifically the Dayton area, uh, make sure you guys uh, checked out the uh, Dayton Dragons and check out Day Air Park. 
Um, I, it's hard to believe that this ballpark is as old as it is. I would have never guessed it was that, even that old. Um, but I have a great time every time we're out there. Um, unfortunately, opening we were there for opening day. It was our our rotation of the ticket. We got the first game. My mom intentionally did that because uh, she didn't feel she would uh, do so well in the uh, the quarter months. So uh, I got to start off not realizing it was going to be 36 degrees, I think, with the wind chill when the game started. Um, it got to be rather chilly. Um, and so I'm hoping this week that it's going to be better. I know it's supposed to be 80 degrees on Saturday. I know it's supposed to – there's like a 50% chance of rain on Friday, though. Um, and we had snow today. So <laughs> let's see how this week plays out, and uh, hopefully we get some uh, good weather and get to have a great time at the ballpark on uh, um, Friday night. But uh, we got to watch um, some spring football. Like I said, we're, we're, in that, we're in that kind of weird time where we're waiting for the NFL draft. Uh, we're waiting for um, – or just kicking baseball season off. So yeah, there's some action, but it's it's our 62 games. We got a long way to go. So we're not going to get over excited and over invested in the season. That's got a ways to go. It's exciting. It's baseball. We're at the games. We're at the ballparks, but it's still early in the season. Um, hockey, we're getting closer and closer to playoffs, but we're not quite there yet. Um, NASCAR, you, you, you're about six races in, so the newness is wore off. Um, now, you know, you're, you're kind of getting into the long haul of the season, of the, the 36-race season. Um, basketball, we're in the playoffs, so it's a little exciting. Um, it depends on who you are, what you're a fan of. Um, I know baseball has done a lot of turning off of fans as of lately. Um, Kyrie Irving didn't help things last night. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, so having an opportunity to have some spring football this weekend, that that was something, it, it was a treat. Um, 3.5 million people um, tuned in. Um, I, I think that uh, across all the uh, um, networks, I think they were talking about 3.5 million at the height peak of Saturday night's inaugural game. Um, I did catch that one from beginning to end. Um, I tell you what, action-wise, score-wise, and how it played out, you couldn't ask for anything better. The hometown wing, uh, the hometown wins, uh, the Birmingham Stallions, um, and they win. They they go up with 23 seconds left in the game. Like, what else could you ask for? A game that started off. I I I, I, I kind of put my head down at first. I was like, oh my god, this is not going to be good. This is going to turn out to be a horribly boring game um, because there's no defense. I, I, I watch the, the generals go down. I watch Birmingham go down um, and, and store, score very fast. I think we had both scores within the first three and a half minutes. I think it was like 11 minutes and some odd changes still left on the clock in the first quarter, and we was already at a 7-7 ball game. Then things kind of settled down, and we got an opportunity to see some things, experience some things. Um, I think it was Birmingham, their quarterback went down, so you you got to watch um, uh, the backup quarterback come in and uh, play phenomenal football while the generals were playing rotating quarterback uh, between Perez and I can't remember the other guy. Um, they were bouncing back for I want to say it was Johnson, but I don't, it probably wasn't Johnson. Um, I tell you what, number 26 of the generals, uh, Lewin, um, I tell you what, I don't know who did not sign him to an NFL contract, but he was a beast and he was all over the field. Uh, but great action back and forth. Uh, and then, of course, yeah, being in Ohio, and you couldn't ask for a better game on Saturday when we watched Michigan get the break speed off of them. Um, I know one of the games got postponed. I think it was last night's game due to weather. Uh, That's probably why I couldn't get it to pull up on my DVR. But one of the games got postponed until tonight because I heard him talking about it on Colin Cowherd. Um, as I was out and about, I was trying to catch it. I could not get it to play today because I was going to watch it before this show. But uh, the the USFL, um, interesting. Um, the wife was asking me, um, as 
we were headed to the gym. We went to the gym together, and uh, great workouts. Had a phenomenal workout with the wife. Um, like I said, I, I've been back in the gym for the last three weeks. Um, this was probably the hardest I pushed it. And for those that don't know, um, I, I, I don't even know how I acquired the injury. It was like two Thanksgivings ago, um, around the Thanksgiving time. I don't think it was Thanksgiving itself. And I, it got to the point I couldn't even sleep on my left arm, my whole left side. I had to either only sleep on my right side or I had to prop myself in a way that I kind of leaned back on some pillows. So I was technically on my left side, but I wasn't at the same time. Um, it, it was horrible. I could not do anything. At times I could not lift anything. Um, so I, I had to take some serious time off the gym. And it got to the point um, up until about three, four weeks ago, um, it was I was actually probably the most out of shape and the biggest I had been in my entire life. Um, that's when I, I decided that it was time. I, I talked to my doctor. I got into the VA. Um, she told me to go light with the weights, ridiculously light, like an embarrassing light. Um, after about a week, week and a half, and I realized that I think about year off time frame of not being in the gym and really doing nothing, like I did nothing physical at all. I cut the grass was about the extent of it. Um, I think that I let it all heal the way it needed to be healed. And so, um, so with that being said, I, this last couple weeks, more specifically, um, this week, um, today, um, I hit the gym hard, super hard, and uh, had the wife there spotting for me, and if you don't know my wife, my wife's six-foot redhead, um, she could throw down with the best of them, and so uh, it was great to have her at the gym um, and have her, have, her, have her there with me, so... Um, but we said the gym, or we head to the gym, and she got to talking about. I was talking about the USFL, and I need to get back to be able to watch the game that I missed. Um, so you know, I had some more content to talk about because there's there's some things different about the USFL and things you got to adjust to. And uh, the wife's not a big fan of the mic. Basically, the players being mic'd up is they have microphones in the uh, the padding. Um, the coaches have microphones, so you hear everything going on. Now that that's where I differ versus where she she sees things um, when it comes to this because to her it sounds like a TV show like it was a documentary and you're just hearing all this go on. To me, I'm sitting there like I'm watching illegal porn with the heart on. Like oh god, I, I get to hear everything going on. I get to hear the plays. I get to hear what's what, you know what we don't get to hear in the NFL. What we watch coaches hold the, the clipboard and the play card over their face and their, their mouth so you can't see what they're saying. We get to hear it now. We we get to know exactly what the conversations are like on the sideline. And, and don't get me wrong, it, it can be kind of congested going on as you, you got multiple players microphones and you're hearing multiple conversations to include the coaches and, and you got the other uh, sideline reporter all up in the mix standing there right next to the coach waiting to ask questions waiting to get opinions on things and, and so don't get me wrong it can be at times kind of a congested thing um, but I, I tell you what, to be able to hear, because that was one of the things I liked about the XFL, um, and, and the, the you got to hear that. I think they cut the mic off with like 10 seconds left. Uh, the US, the uh, USFL did not. Um, you also got to hear, you know, what was going on in the replay booth, and you got to hear, you know, what the discussion was up there. And I, I don't know if we had – I think there was only one re replay, um, and it was instant. Like, it was definitely – uh, um, I think a, a personal foul, whatever it was. Um, so it, we didn't really get to hear the discussion of what was going on in the, the official replay booth or whatever. But just to be able to hear, you know, what's going on in the huddle, the confusion that was at different times. You, you tell this is the first game in the league they threw together. I'm not going to say they threw it together, but these teams didn't have a lot of time to prepare for it. They've not, you know, they, they've not had all these years of experience. These these are players that either never made it in the NFL, um, only made it to um, practice squads or whatever the case may be. Um, so there, there's a lot of inexperience 
with some kinds of experience, but not to the level um, of, let's say, an NFL team or like the Rams by the end of the season and how they played or even, even the Bengals make it to the Super Bowl. Um, so it, it was very interesting. Rules a little bit different. Uh, you score a touchdown, you got an opportunity um, to kick a regular extra point, um, or you can go just like the NFL and do a two-point, or if you back it up to a certain point, you can also run a three-point play. So I'm waiting until I, I get to see a game that happens to play a factor, a team that is down by eight points or nine points more specifically, or maybe even get late in the game down by 18 points and score and see if they go for a three-point conversion. I think they back up to the 10-yard line, and you got to score to uh, well, be a three-point conversion. Um, I will say some people were a fan of the whole um, uh, what word am I looking for? Um, I don't want to say droid. Um, I guess that might be the word I'm looking for. They had the droids, the, the things that fly around. Um, with the kickoffs, I, I I'm not a big fan of that. I, I, you get in to see an angle that you don't get to see in the other leagues. But to me, you also miss some of the action. Um, so I, I was not necessarily a big fan of that. I Maybe on the replay showed that angle um, like they did as they had a couple, of the, a couple of different times. We got to watch the running back and got to watch it through his helmet cam to see what it looked like running through the hole, um, avoiding tackles or whatever the, you know, the case was. Um, but as the actual live play, I was not a big fan of that because then you're only seeing that angle. You're not seeing the whole field, seeing other things. Um, so it wasn't, I wasn't huge on that. Um, I was surprised of how many fans were at the Birmingham, New Jersey game um, versus the lack of fans that showed up to the Michigan – I'm sorry, I forgot who they played – the Michigan game. Um, I understand the Michigan game was also a Sunday game, and, you know, I brought that up in the wife asked, so, hey, nobody there. Well, this is Sunday, 12 o'clock, the 12-3 game, um, Easter Sunday. So you was only expecting so many people to show up anyway. Uh, but I, I was kind of surprised in the significant difference of the uh, um, the two um, attendants. But uh, looking forward to uh, next weekend. Um, I, I will definitely, I, as I got them DVR'd, so I will be catching all the games um, for the uh, the uh, USFL um, and, and bringing my thoughts and opinions to it. But I, I did like it. I, I did think that. Uh, I, I like what I like about this, and, and we got to experience this with the, X, uh, the XFL, and it's it's really a shame that um, COVID kind of kind of what did it kind of they ruined the XFL season because I, I tell you what that was probably one of the biggest buzzes when it comes to any other football outside of the NFL. Like people were all in on the XFL, and it's unfortunate that COVID shut that down. Because what the product they brought, the different ideas, the different concepts, some of the things that they did, people truly loved. And I can't wait to see what the new XFL, I say new because The Rock bought it, you know, is now one of the owners or majority owners, whatever it is, um, I, I think is going to be very similar to what it was um, this last time they rolled it out. I, they might tweak a few things, but I, I'm very interested to see um, what it looks like. Plus now with their relationship, is, is there's a lot of a lot of things going on with the XFL and the NFL, and they're they're doing a lot of things together um, to to help build the XFL and the NFL, and, and I'm, I think that's what's great about this. And I like to see the end up seeing the USFL do the same thing, um, kind of be I'm not gonna say the minor the the AAA version of uh, just like the Dane Dragons to the Reds, um, but something similar to that something that one that. The NFL can help improve its talent as well. Um, so, you know, and, and that's only, the only downside about saying this is you get a team that you're pulling for and you, you get this roster and then next year so-and-so goes and plays for the Browns or so-and-so goes and plays. 
that's like the only only downside of being a Dayton Dragons fan. Being a Triple A, you your Triple A affiliate of the Reds, you know that there's a potential that they're not going to be there next week, next month, next year. Um, it's not like they're all signing five, six year contracts to play for the Dayton Dragons. End game is to end up at uh, the, you know playing for the Reds or playing for a Major League Baseball team. However, it plays out in trade, um, getting cut, picked up, whatever the case may be. Um, and, and you know that's the only downside of picking a, you know a Triple A affiliate to be um, a fan of. Um, fortunate, unfortunately for me, I don't do the whole woke stuff. And so when the Indians, after all these years of being an Indians fan, decide they're going to go in a different direction and be called something else, I had to pick a different team. Um, and unfortunately, the only other team in Ohio is Cincinnati, and I will never cheer for the Cincinnati team. Um, so that only left me the Dayton Dragons. I was a catch-22 since they are an affiliate, but since they're not actual Reds, I don't feel so bad. But let's admit, a five-minute drive up the road, um, season tickets that cost me $15, well, $30, counting the wife, a game, um, versus paying what you would pay to go to a Major League Baseball game. I'll take that any day and twice on Sunday. Um, but anyway, I'm hoping, though, that it will help. All three of them will work together to not only improve the NFL, but improve all three leagues. I hope that the, the NFL will eventually embrace this and help make sure that both these leagues succeed so that there is no downtime, that football will be on all times of the year. You can go, to, you can go from USFL to XFL to NFL and rotate. That way that football is all year round, first of all. But second of all, you improve the quality of each of them. You, you, you're able to test different rules and improve on the rules and improve on the safety, improve on the equipment, and more specifically, improve on the experience for the fans. Um, and, and I think this is a great opportunity um, with the USFL, the XFL. Um, so I'm dying to see... Um, how that plays out, and uh, I hope it doesn't fold. I, I can't remember if it was it was it was called something else. Uh, there was a league right before the XFL that collapsed. Um, it went under. They could not get a, a following. They could not get the the funding. So I'm hoping that this does not turn out the same. It is gl- it's good to have, especially this time of year. Like I said, you're kind of in between everything. There, there's not – unless you're a diehard hockey fan that you're going to watch all 82 games or a diehard baseball fan – that you're excited that hey, here we are in game number six of 162 games. There, there's nothing in a NASCAR fan. Now we're in week seven of 36 weeks. There's nothing that is really going on for the football fan, but there's just not a lot going on. At least with this being a 10-week season and it being done, you got an opportunity. Um, every game means, just like the, in the NFL, every game means a lot more because there's not as many games. Uh, but it, it helps, and then the, you got the sport betting on top of that, the whole legalized gambling. And I tell you what, it, this is about to take a whole life of its own with all this. Um, so uh, definitely, uh, definitely going to check out week two of the USFL. Um, definitely enjoyed. I, I tell you what, you, like I said, you couldn't ask for a better game one. Um, game two wasn't as hot. I didn't catch the the, the rest of the games. I, I'm hoping that. Um, there, there's something on the DVR, and eventually it plays out. Uh, if not, I think that uh, I think the, uh, Joy Taylor, um, the herd I was catching that, said that they're playing tonight, so that means there's a game recording at some point tonight, so I'll be able to catch that this week. Um, and looking forward to uh, next week as well. Um, don't forget, uh, Tuesday nights right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network, you can catch Race Chat Live. You can catch that with uh, Chris. Um, Craig and Taz right here on the Blog Talk Radio uh, um, platform. The guys are going to be catching you up at on Bristol Dirt, Bristol um, Easter Dirt, Bristol. Um, get you guys ready for Talladega. Um, talk about uh, Kyle Busch's 60th win in the Cup Series and where that puts him, and and much much more. Um, Thursday nights, uh, eight o'clock. You got the Southern Dirt Chat Report as the guys will get you guys caught up in all the racing going on, Mississippi, Louisiana, and Florida. Uh, Friday night, uh, Taz will may be making his debut, his uh, inaugural show of the Mud Mules I Racing League. Look 
looking forward to hearing the play-by-play or the the lap-by-lap, I guess, um, of that while I'm out at the Dayton Dragons uh, baseball game Friday night. Um, And uh, like I said, we got the Jay Dillon Show uh, making his debut in May, Sunday nights. Looking forward to that as well. Uh, If you don't like this, go uh, give us a like on Facebook. Um, follow us on Twitter at the 110 Nation, and don't forget you guys can check the show out live, um, live version on Blog Talk Radio Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, um, this Friday, and upcoming Sundays. But you can also catch us on the iHeart Radio Network, Spotify, iTunes, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addicts, Deezer, Podchaser, YouTube, and of course the new Wisdom app that I am uh, glad to be a part of tonight. Um, so, uh, I tell you what, I, I, <laughs> Kyrie Irving, this, this whole thing with the Boston Celtics is, is something else. And I, I got to, I got to talking about it, um, with the wife, <laughs> the only person I knew to talk to. Uh, so I talked to the wife about this whole, uh, Kyrie Irving thing. And, uh, I tell you what. Like I told her, I, he brought it on himself. I mean, the the decision to go to Boston, then the decision to leave Boston, just just kind of quickly as he came into Boston, um, returns to Boston and decides to kind of wipe his feet on the logo, um, kind of provoking the fans. You, you kind of brought it on yourself, especially what you did with the local, the, the logo. Um, and I, you know, I tell the wife, I was like, you know, it's funny because. You know, it seems that Boston fans are more upset and hate Kyrie Irving more than Cleveland fans when he left Cleveland. I said, granted, we still had LeBron James, and so we still believed that we had hope as Cavalier fans that we was going to go on, that we could do this without Kyrie Irving. Well, little did we know we couldn't do it without Kyrie Irving. Well, well, also entered, um, you know, KD and the additions they kept adding to that, but. You know, we we thought that, okay, you know, we didn't need – Batman didn't need Robin. We can find another Robin and this, that, and the other. That Robin wanted to go be his own Batman, um, then couldn't stay healthy and essentially was never Batman in Boston. But the 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 the, the, the heat, the 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 the, the, the um the friction between the Boston fans and, and Brooklyn is quite comical to me. Um, I have, I'm not going to say I've never seen anybody um, hated so much by a fan base, because um, we all have, but it's it just comical to me. Um, as for those that don't know, you know, the fans were heckling um, Kyrie Irving at one point in time after he shot. I can't remember if he made it or not. He flipped the fans off. Then there was another point that he was standing near the, the sidelines and the fans were heckling him again. And he put both hands behind his head and flipped them off. And then after um, after the game and he was headed back to the locker room, somebody yelled something and they had cameras back there and he told him to S my D. Um, so um, obviously – we're all expecting Kyrie Irving to to get us some kind of fine. I, I think people are projecting anywhere up or predicting anywhere up to about fifty thousand um, dollars for conduct and everything else. Um, you know, I, I've I've kind of been a little bit all over the place with this one, and you know, I don't. At the end of the day, I don't feel bad for Kyrie Irving. And the reason is, is you 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 made your bed. Now you got to lay in it. Um, I, I had a conversation earlier with somebody when we was talking about an investment. I, I invested into SafeMoon, um, and you know I, I got into the project. I was I got into the project two weeks into the project, um, and at one point in time, my investment like tripled. I was like, oh God, this is a great deal. And uh, I, I hung out and hung out and hung out, and I've watched it dwindle down to, at this point, it's down like 90%. And there, there's a lot of concern on whether or not it's even going to make it and what's true and what's not true. It's, it's horrible. Um, I, I, I am bound to determine that, one, I, I am highly invested in stock and crypto. That's not my only crypto. Um, it's not even my highest holding on crypto. 
I also got into the Shiba New way early, um, within like the first month or so it came out. Um, I am invested into a couple other different uh, cryptocurrencies, um, and then I am very heavily invested into different stocks. Um, and, and like I told a buddy of mine, as uh, he's he's well invested, and at one point in time he was, he, he was up to one hundred ten thousand dollars. He managed to like quadruple his money from when he started invested into Safe Moon. Now it's down to worth eighteen thousand dollars for him, and you know we we don't know if this is just going to slowly rub pull itself out and go down to zero. I'm riding through. Um, I, I don't obviously have as much invested into him, into it as him. Um, I am down eighty percent to what I have invested. Yeah, eighty percent. Um, at this point, I'm riding it the rest of the way. It's zero or hero at this point. Um, I'm I. I, I I know I'm not gonna be that guy that everybody makes a meme about and talks about uh, one uh, one what, one guy bought pizza for with a bunch of different Bitcoin and uh, now they worth what forty some thousand dollars each or that other person that everybody has a meme about that he got tired of waiting and he sold them for a dollar or two dollars a piece and like I said now worth forty fifty thousand um, dollars I'm not gonna be that person um, this was one of those projects that I was all in and I, I was going to hold I knew it was a long term long term deal so as long as it does not go down to zero and eventually just and, and there's just so much going on I can't see it just being gone um, I have no problem waiting four or five years my goal is to five years from this point about five and a half years from this point to retire um, from the actual job. This right here, what I'm doing right now um, in the stock market is what I want to be doing five years from now, 24-7, and that's it. Um, so, you know, uh, us being on the air 24-7, um, us having a full staff of writers, us having a, a, in a building and everything. That's why I invest. That's why I do everything I do is to long-term plan for the 110 Nation to be in an actual building with an actual staff of writers, with an actual air presence all around the clock. Um, and I told him, as I look, I said, I, I, lay, I made my bed. I'm going to lay in it. I am done, bound to determine that no matter how this plays out, the bed has been made. I'm going to lay in it, and I'm going to whatever, how, however the cars fall, the cars are going to fall. Um, Kyrie's made his bed. He, you know, he, he, he decided to leave Cleveland to go to Boston. He decided that he was going to leave Boston and go to Brooklyn. Um, he decided he was going to walk out to the middle of the arena and step on the logo and kind of um, sweep his feet or whatever you want to talk about, you know, wipe his feet off on the, on the logo in front of everybody, knowing he was going to get a reaction. So, there's a big part of me that does not feel bad at all for Kyrie Irving and the situation that he's got himself in, the the, the hatred that's towards Kyrie Irving, um, the, the 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 things that are said to Kyrie Irving um, to an extent, and this is where it, it gets to be a catch-22 because I, I don't think that as a fan or as a human being, you have the right to just say anything to anybody. Point blank. So just because um, you don't like Kyrie Irving doesn't entitle you um, to to call him names or say certain things or talk about certain things. I I, I don't feel that. Um, I, I do feel that I don't have sympathy for him when it comes to the heckling or you know. You know, someone yelling air ball if he misses it or bump, 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 or, you know, something to that extent. Now, there's a line. Um, but I, I don't, to a point, don't feel bad for Kyrie Irving. Um, but I also feel that as I expect Kyrie Irving to hold himself as a professional. And, and this is one of the things brought up by other athletes, that why is it expected of athletes to be the bigger person? Well, one, you're paying millions of dollars to be the better person, to be the bigger person. Regardless of what is said, 
regardless of the heckling, you're paid to be the better person. You're better. You're paid to be the bigger person. I tell people in my work all the time, not every fight is worth fighting. I promise you, and I have every 100% of the time, if the fight's worth fighting, I'll fight your fight. I don't allow anybody to talk down to my females. I don't allow any kind of discrimination. I said, if the fight is worth fighting, I will fight your fight. Don't take offense if you feel that I didn't didn't fight a fight that you felt I should fight the fight. I've been with the company almost eight years. I am I am in the process of working to be a district manager. I am one of the looked upon as one of the best of the best. There's a reason why. Not every fight is worth fighting. And so as an athlete, you can't let words bother you. You're paid millions of dollars to be that bigger person. Now, I'm not making excuses for fans. All y'all were raised to be better than this. So just because I feel that an athlete is paid to be the bigger person, because they're paid millions of dollars, I'm not giving a pass for fans to say things that they shouldn't say or act a way they shouldn't act. Where I don't agree with what reactions Kyrie Irving allowed himself to show last night. I also don't like the fact that fans were saying the things that they were saying. There's, there's one thing to, to, to try to get in people's head and make noises and just be a distraction. It's a whole other thing when you start calling names and, and saying some of the things that are being said. But to me, where's Kyrie cross that line is when he's running down the court flipping the bird or more specifically when he's standing close to the sideline put his hand behind his head and did a double bird and you see in video kids behind him you know there, there there's kids that need to be seeing that kind of reaction there, there's women and mothers there that had nothing to do with what was going on, just came to enjoy a basketball game, and here they got to watch somebody act totally unprofessional and flip the bird because they didn't like the things that were said to them. I don't necessarily have an issue with what he said back there, even though he said that and talked about S my D, because the odds are there was probably not – too many, if any, kids back there in the back that that was mainly after the game, that was mainly just reporters. And adult fans, if anything's back there, not too many people paid an arm and a leg to have their kids back there by the the locker room. They just didn't. And I also feel that if you're back there, you're more exposed and more accessible hearing things. You might not want to hear. So if you don't want your kids to hear something, you might not want to be back there by the locker room or where the players are feel that they're in their own space, and especially after a game, win or lose. It's different to be on the court. You pay tickets to be out there. Um, you, you expect people to act at a professional level. It's another thing if you take someone back where the locker room is, especially after a team lost a game, and the, the heckling and things that were said and stuff gets said, then you kind of invited yourself into that situation. So I, I, I don't necessarily have an issue so much of what was said back there. I have more of an issue of the flipping of the bird um, and, and just the reaction that um, the reaction you got from uh, the uh, – Kyrie Irving and with the fans and kids and mothers and ladies and even the grown men out there that had nothing to do with it, that had to see that and expose to that and everything else. Like, at the end of the day, I'm not a sense of person. You flip me off, you flip me off. It does not do me. I, I'm one of those. You can say what you want to say. Stick and stones don't break my bones or can break my bones. Words never hurt me, whatever, however it goes. I'm not. I'm not a sensitive person like that. But not everybody's that way. Not everybody deserves that way, especially when you talk about having children out there. 
then that that kind of changes what is appropriate or what is acceptable and what is not. This is going to be an interesting series. I I would not be surprised at some point we don't see some kind of scuffle. I don't know if necessarily a fight. I think we might get close to a fight. I'd like to see a fight. I think I think there's a lot of bad blood, and I, I think this this series will be very interesting and probably the best one to watch. Maybe not so much. I don't know. This came down to a buzzer beater. I was saying maybe not so much the, the game. It could be lopsided games. There might be some lopsided game, but I think the tension, the chipperness, the chipperiness, or however you want to say it, the 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 testosterone should make this series be a very interesting series and looking forward to seeing what uh, this next game brings. Uh, Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. Um, congratulations to him. Um, speaking of congratulations, Denzel Ward um, got to be paid, is paid the highest, highest uh, defensive uh, player. Um, cornerback, uh, well, where am I looking for? Highest paid cornerback uh, ever. Um, Denzel, uh, Denzel Ward signed a five-year, $100.5 million contract extension with the Browns. That includes $71.25 million guaranteed. Um, I like Ward. I don't know if I'm well ready to start handing out big contracts and making it harder. You already signed out the gave out the big contract to um to Sean Watson. Now you got a big contract to Mario Coopers, you gotta redo that. Now you got Denzel Ward Denzel Ward. I was about to say Denzel Washington. Um, you're just making it harder and harder for yourself to keep a team together. Um, when, when, what happens when Nick Chubb starts putting his hand out? What happens when Kareem Hunt starts putting his hand out? You were talking about trying to get Javaris Landry back at some point. Um, they're, they're just – I'm not a fan of everybody getting greedy. Um, there, there's a reason why Tom Brady, <laughs> New England Patriots, <laughs> won all the championships and won all the playoff games they won. Like it or not, there's a reason. There, there's a there's a madness behind all that. Um, so, um, and speaking of my Cleveland Browns, the Cle- <laughs> I had a laugh when I, I actually had to sit here and read this whole story just to make sure that I was reading this right. Uh, the Browns are being investigated for alleged tanking. Gary Gramling and Connor uh, Orr of Sports Illustrated wrote this. And I just, they must not be Cleveland Browns fans. Because <laughs> um, you're a Cleveland Browns fan, you would never, ever accuse the Browns of tanking. You would just say there's always next year and go with it. We, we've not been relevant in the league, but one year, well, two years counting, uh, not this year, but the previous year, we went to the playoffs. Um, outside of that, I think it was, what, 2005-1, whatever it was, when we went to the playoffs. We lost to the Steelers. Um, same year, Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl. I remember this. Um, I remember going to the playoffs because I remember that was the third time. We were up by two or three touchdowns in that playoff game, but that was the third time we lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the same year. Um, nothing drove me nuts worse than losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers for a third time in the same year. Um but in the last since about mid mid eighty mid to late eighties, the Browns have not been relevant. So a one and fifteen record and an zero and sixteen record is really nothing to feel that we intentionally take. Of course, Hugh Jackson brought it up and quickly recanted his whole statement. Um, but because the fact that he brought it up, a Brown spokesman uh, said the following statement, even though Hugh recanted his allegations a short time after they were made, it was important to us, to the integrity of the game, to have an independent review of the allegations. We welcomed an investigation, and we are confident the results will show, as we previously stated, we just sucked that, but no, I'm sorry, uh, that these allegations were categorically false. I say it, I'm a Brown fan, <laughs> Give me a break. Um, if I if I got to uh, continue to support and 
keep a light heart about the the Cleveland Browns. Um, I can I can joke about it when uh when, when something like this comes out. Um, but yes, the uh, the Browns have are being investigated for tanking. Um, a little inside there, um, NFL, then you need to, or the uh, uh, independent investigation, you need to go ahead and um, investigate 2021. You need to investigate 2015, 14, 13, 12, 11, all the other years as well. Um, because if you think just two years of having horrible records is tanking, you, you might want to, you might as well investigate 20 years. I'm just playing again. <laughs> um I want to get into this real quick. Um, I didn't realize it was an old, old tweet, um, but I, I, I find, I find it humorous. When it was asked to register, I guess it was asked last year, um, this time last year. I, I think it's why it recycled, resurfaced. Um, if uh, would, what would he have said if Michael Jordan had recruited him? I would have told him to go f himself. It's. It's easy for someone like Reggie Miller, Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, all those that we view as great basketball players that never won a championship to sit there and say, you know, if Michael Jordan would have ever asked, hey, come play with me, let's, let's, let's build a super team, or let's, let's add to this, uh, add to the odds of us winning a championship, that they would have said, go F yourself. It's easy to say that because you were never asked. But you're going to tell me. Now, let's be honest. All those listening to the show, all those that are going to catch this tomorrow on iHeartRadio or later on tonight, whenever it it, uh, syndicates over Spotify or iTunes or all y'all listening over on the the Wisdom app um, or, or, you know, any other way you catch this show, let's be honest. So you're getting to the, the latter part of Reggie, Miller, Reggie Miller's career. And you've been able to, you, you, you're 4 of 15 in 29 series in your NBA career. You've gone to the first round of the Eastern Conference 15 times, you're 7 and 8. You went to the East, seven times you went to the Eastern Conference semis, you were, you were 6 and 1. You were successful there. If you made it there, you were successful. But then you get to the conference, Eastern Conference Finals, and you're 1 and 5. And then your one and only shot at the finals, you're 0 and 1. Your 15 year career, you're going to tell me. If, if if not, if you, if you would have had the opportunity, if Michael didn't decide to go play in Washington, stayed in Chicago, or decided to go play somewhere else, even even maybe it was even Washington, and said, hey, why don't you come join me in Washington? I got, you know, Barkley coming over. You, you, you know, you, you make it rain on the outside. Barkley is going to be Barkley. Um, you know, I'm going to do my thing. Let's, let's win a couple championships. You're going to tell me that 15-year career, all the, the highlights and, and the things that he was successful at, except for the playoffs and, and the finals, that his pride would have got to the best of him to the point that he said, you know what, I would rather go down never winning a championship, having a 15-year career, 29 different playoff series on 14 and 15, but I would rather never win, uh, never have a ring, never be known as a champion uh, champion in the NBA just so I don't play basketball with you. I understand there's a lot of mixed feelings with this whole super team stuff, big threes or whatever. And however you want to look at it, it is what it is. The Bulls didn't draft all their players. They they signed players. But then you got Boston and did it. The Lakers, you brought, you brought Shaq over. You brought other pieces over. So I, I don't care how you spin it, everybody. And this is something that's been going on for a long time. Yes, it's more of a bigger deal now, and players are swapping around a lot more now than ever. But this, this is not a new concept. This is not something that it was never done before. But for you to tell me that some of the most competitive players to ever play this sport 
that battled with Jordan, you're going to tell me that they're just like their competitiveness was was so strong that you would have never said, you know what, sure, let's play together. You've gotten older. You're in Washington now. I've gotten older. I'm at the back end, 15 years of my career. I played mine 15 straight. You took a break, went and played golf, came back. You know, you, you got you got a little bit more gas in the tank maybe than I do at this point, but we can slow it down. We can extend our career a couple of years versus you running up down the ball court all the time, having the ball, me having to do, you know, hey, hey, we ain't got to work as hard. We can extend our career a few more years, win some rings. You going to tell me that you would just say go after yourself? I just don't see it. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't, I don't care how bad I hate a team or hate a person. If I done try 15 years and cannot win a championship, and I know that I'm about to retire, you going to tell me Dan Marino never would have went to another team and if they could have had super teams in the football and would just took never win a championship, you don't think that that haunts him that he never won a Super Bowl? Made it, but never won it? You don't think, hey, I wish we could have put a team together. I, I wish I could have recruited and put a super team together instead of just drafting players and it being oh natural and me never winning a Super Bowl. Like I said, it's easy to say this. It's easy to say, you know, I never would have. I would have go told him to go F himself. I would have said this. I, yeah, it's easy to say that because it never came up. It wasn't as common as a thing. It wasn't the first time it's happened before Jordan was playing basketball. It happened before Reggie Miller played basketball. It just wasn't common as a common of a thing. But seeing the success and what a championship means to somebody, look at James Harden. Trying his hardest, bouncing from team to team. Westbrook, bouncing from team to team. At the end of the day, I mean, these these were unanimous MVPs. Won scoring titles. Holds like every other possible accomplishment you can hold except being a champion. There's no way you're going to convince me that Reggie Miller, at the end of the day, if he had the opportunity to join joining Jordan and someone else somewhere, regardless what team it was, to be able to put a championship team together so that he could finally be a champion before he retired, there's no way you'll convince me that that was never something he would have done. Right now, his pride is going to say otherwise, he'll go to the grave saying he'll never done it. But there's no way that you'll convince me that that's 100% never would have happened if the opportunity would have rose after 15 years of not making it to, to win, not winning the championship. After making it to the conference finals six times and only able to win it once to end up losing to the Lakers. Like, there's just no, no way. Don't forget, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Uh, Great chat live, Chris, Craig, and Taz. They'll get you guys caught up on Bristol Dirt Easter weekend. Um, Get you guys ready for Talladega as Chris will be uh, traveling to Talladega for his annual Talladega trip. So looking forward to uh, hearing the stories, the pictures, and his input to what he's seen at Talladega. Thursday night, uh, the guys over at Southern Dirt Chat Report will get you guys caught up on everything going on um, local-wise in Mississippi, um, Louisiana, and Florida. Um, That's 8 o'clock right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Taz will be making his debut um, for the Mud Mule iRacing um, League. Looking forward to hearing his lap-by-lap live commentary of uh, the action going on there. And then we're just a few weeks away from the Jay Dillon Show making its debut um, Sunday nights, 8 o'clock, right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Um, Don't forget, uh, you catch all the shows live on Blog Talk Radio. As soon as the shows go off air, you guys can catch them however you guys are catching them. If it be on the Wisdom app, which uh, we are live on that right now. Um, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Spreaker, Google Podcasts. 
Podcast, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Deezer, Podchaser, or YouTube. Uh, don't forget you guys can like us on Facebook, The 110 Nation Sports. You guys can follow us on Twitter, at The 110 Nation. I got to make sure that I thank Phoenix, Phoenix Fitness. You guys can find them at FS fnxfit.com I don't know why that's so hard for me to say sometimes um, for all your uh, supplement needs um, tell you what the chocolate peanut butter protein is one of my favorites uh, of course I take the uh, pre-workout and post-workout um, three weeks in and uh, loving, loving how things are going at the gym um, make sure you guys use code FNXIZZK. That's FNXIZZK. Get your 15% off and uh, help the 110 Nation grow. Got to thank Carolina Sports Plus as well. Make sure you guys like them on Facebook. Hit them up. Uh, send them a message. Let them know that the 110 Nation sent you. He will hook you up with a special discount for mentioning the 110 Nation. Looking forward to his website coming out here in the next couple weeks. Um, I think I got everything in the bag. You guys have a great night. 8 o'clock tomorrow night. You guys, don't miss it. Till next time.